Let me make sure I got my volume and things straight. All right, let me make sure I send the blast out so everybody is aware. Again, assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to your power call. This is your first time on the power call. Welcome to your power call. Um, I pray everyone is well and good health and able to receive the message today. We have another, as we always say, another electrifying lecture that we're going to study and listen to today. Um, today is going to be delivered by um, Brother Student Minister Noor Muhammad on the diet of God or the diet of gods. So this could be another great informative one. Um, again, assalamu alaikum to those who are just joining us. I appreciate you all tapping in. Um, as always, uh, www.thepowercall.net if you would like to join the app or upgrade. If you're using an Apple or iPhone device, be sure to use your web browser to access the site so that you can um, get the subscription as well. And if you would like to visit your local Muhammad Mosque, today is Friday. Uh, Muhammad Mosque or study group today is Friday. It's self-improvement study group tonight. Uh, so if you would like to make it out to your local Muhammad Mosque study group so that you can partake and participate in the self-improvement study group tonight, be sure to fill out www.noystudygroup.com. Fill out that form. The sister will reach out to you with the uh, location information for the local Muhammad Mosque study group nearest to you. If you do make it out, be sure to fill out the sign in sheet and send it back to the sister so that we can shout you out. And let us know your experience as well uh, when you did go out. Um, again, this is for you to continue to build on what we're learning and studying on every morning, Monday through Friday. Um, but also continue to expose yourself and getting you into uh, being able to see, see the community and be able to see your fellow brother and sister as well and get that real experience of these teachings and being able to build upon what we learn. And as always, come on out on Sunday as well. Um, at the time that is listed in your local area as well. And again, that is www.noystudygroup.com. Fill out the sign-up sheet. The sister will reach out to you with the location information to be able to go to your local Muhammad Masa study group. Those coming in, welcome back to your power call. If this is your first time, welcome to your power call. And as always, got to give you the greetings of assalamu alaikum. If you're not aware of that original language that we all have, um, that we are being reintroduced to and being reminded of. That is simply saying in English, peace be unto you. So I appreciate you all tapping in. Let's give a moment for everybody to come on in. If you can see me, you can hear me. Let me know in the comments section if you can see and hear me clearly. So we can make sure that when the video comes up, we all can see and hear that as well. Let me know. Your feedback is appreciated and always um, wanted and welcome. So definitely any, make sure you take notes. This is like I said, another electrifying lecture that we're going to be speaking on. This will be delivered by student minister, brother student minister, Nuri Muhammad. Um, and he's going to be speaking on the diet of God or the diet of God. So this is something that we all are striving to improve on and work on. Brother Stefan brought up, uh, I believe, a few power calls ago. He was reading out of How to Eat to Live. So this is going to give us a full, uh, I guess, synopsis of what we need to be aware of and how to improve our diet so that we can be able to really take in this information and be able to apply it as we talk about since the Yolanda brings up practical application so we can get these teachings and it's good to listen to these lectures every morning but if it's us applying it to our life is what makes it the most effective 
um, in our lives as well. So let's begin to tap in. Let me make sure I got everything situated on my side here. Okay. All right. So again, let's get this started. As always and customary, we're going to begin in prayer. So let me go ahead and get situated to do so and take the uh, position of prayer that is most comfortable to you. All right, I think everybody is good. And let me know on the Vimeo side as well if you're able to see and hear me. Um, I have to reload the comments. I don't see any comments, so I have to reload on my side. So without further ado, let's not waste any more time. All right, attention prayer. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, surely I have turned myself being upright to him who originated the heavens and the earth, and I am not of the polytheists. Surely my prayer, my sacrifice, my life, and my death are all for Allah, the Lord of the worlds. No associate has he, and this I am commanded, and I am of those who submit. O Allah, thou art the king. There is no God but thee. Thou art the Lord, and I am thy servant. I have been unjust to myself, and I confess my faults, so grant me protection against all my faults, for none grants protection against faults but thee. And guide me to the best of morals, for none guides to the best of morals but thee. And turn me away from the evil and indecent morals, for none turns away from the evil and indecent morals but thee. O Allah, make Muhammad successful and the true followers of Muhammad successful, as thou didst make Abraham successful and the true followers of Abraham successful. For surely thou art praiseworthy and magnified. And O Allah, bless Muhammad and the true followers of Muhammad, as thou didst bless Abraham and the true followers of Abraham. For surely thou art praiseworthy and magnified. I mean. All right, welcome back to your power call. Welcome back to the power call. And without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get the lecture started. Again, this is the topic of the diet of gods. This is building upon how to eat to live. We all are striving to live as long as we can. And the best way to do so is eating the right foods. We know this world has taught us the wrong way of eating the right foods, not just spiritually, but also physically as well, which both are critical to our growth and improvement. So this is just another layer of development that we are all striving to improve on. Um, so without further ado, let me make sure I share my screen. Let's see here. Um, boom. Share audio. All right. Okay, let's switch this over. Make sure I do that one like that. Boom. Today, sisters and brothers, we, by the help of Allah and from the guidance of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, as exemplified and explained perfectly by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, would attempt to take on a subject titled, The Diet of God. In the Holy Quran, there is a particular ayat or verse found in the sixth chapter, the 142nd verse. Listen to these words. 
It says, eat of what Allah has given you and do not follow the footsteps of the devil. Surely he is your open enemy. Now, when you unpack the variables of this specific or particular verse in the Holy Quran, if Allah is saying through Muhammad, eat the food that Allah said, but do not follow the footsteps of the devil, for he is your open enemy. Allah is suggesting to us that there are two types of food. There's two different ways of eating. There's two diets on the scene today. One is the diet of the devil, and the other is the diet of God. Well, today we want to expose and destroy the weakness and the impediments in the diet of the devil and edify the efficacy of the diet of God that we can find the right way and be a true follower of the supreme being. All praise is due to Allah. I'm so excited right now. We had a chance to see and hear from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan yesterday. And I got to tell you something, brothers and sisters. The minister is 87 years young, looking good, sounding good, thinking good. And I don't know about you, but it does my heart joy to see a smile on his face and to see the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan feel with so much joy, feel me with joy, and it should feel you with joy. For if there's anybody walking the face of this earth today that deserves joy in his heart, peace on his mind, comfort in his being, it is a man that's been on the battlefield for God and his Christ for over 65 years, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. We are happy to see him happy by the grace and power of Almighty God, Allah. We thank Allah for his coming in the person of Master Fahd Muhammad, fulfilling that promise that was made to Abraham in the 15th chapter of Genesis. We learned when we were coming up in church, Reverend would always say that there's one thing that God cannot do, and that is God cannot lie. This means that the Lord of the worlds always keeps his promise. That means that God's word is bond. And we thank Allah for fulfillment of his promise and for the Lord of the worlds making his word bond when he told Abraham, know of a surety, Abraham, that your seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, that they will serve a nation, that they will be afflicted by a nation for 400 years. But after that time that they served that nation, I will come God talking, and I will judge the nation whom you have served, and you shall come out of her having great substance. You shall return to your fathers and be buried at a good old age. Well, for the record, that's not talking about the goldsmiths or the goldsteins or the silversteins or the rubysteins. That's not talking about the green blats or the foxmans. 
This is not a prophecy that the white Jew of America or the world can claim because they are not the seed of Abraham. No, they are not the seed of Abraham. Abraham was not a white man. Abraham was a black man. In fact, when Abraham was in Egypt with his wife Sarah, they thought he was an Egyptian. Do you know the word Egypt in Greek is Ieptis, which means land of the black and the burnt-skinned people? Well, there's no way Abraham could have been mistaken to be an Egyptian unless he had black and burnt skin. So the first prerequisite of being the seed of Abraham is you got to be born a black man from a black bloodline. Second, second, Oh, praise is due to Allah. Second, you got to be a stranger in a land that is not yours. And you have to be a slave for 400 years. Well, in the book of John, Jesus is having a conversation with these so-called Jews. And when he spoke to them, he told them, ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Listen to the white Jews respond. They said, how should we be made free when we have never been in bondage to any man? Well, if the prerequisite for being the seed of Abraham is you got to be a slave for 400 years, but you, Mr. Goldblatt, you, Mr. Greenblatt, you, Mr. Foxman, you, Mr. Goldsmith, you've never been a slave in a strange land for 400 years. You've never been in bondage to any man. Then the question then must be raised. What people are black? And what people have been a stranger in a land not theirs? What people were made slaves for 400 years? And when you search the pages of history, you don't find another people on the earth. Fitting that description, Better than the black man and woman of North America. We are the people of God and the ones that will receive the visit from God. So when Abraham was given this promise, God said that he's going to come himself. And after the bondage, in other words, we're being told 5,000 years in advance that we got to serve some time. We got, we got to serve some time, not in a little nine-by-nine cell inside of a prison, but we have to be confined to a 2,000-by-3,000-mile prison called the United States of America. But after that time has been served, there's a release date coming. The release date is 400 years from the start of that bondage. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad said that the white man in his school system lied to us about the start of slavery. We were taught all of our years that we became slaves in America in the year 1619. But that is whenever the Mayflower landed. That's when the Nina landed. 
That's when the Santa Maria landed. But we didn't come on the Nina the Pinta, the Santa Maria, nor on the Mayflower. We came in the holes of slave ships. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said we didn't come in 1619. We were brought here on a ship named Jesus, captained by a man named Sir John Hawkins. And we were brought to America and made slaves in 1555. They always say 1619 because they don't want to know what took place between 1555 and 1619 to us. They want you and me to think that they found black people in Africa swinging from vines with bones in our nose, savages living a jungle life. That was some, but those that they kidnapped weren't all in that category. It took them 64 years to take a proud, powerful, productive, and pious people and break us down and make us fit for slavery. So this 64-year window of time is called a hidden history. It is the slave-breaking time. It is the slave making time is what is called by the slave makers the mealing process or the seasoning process where they killed off most of the adults and then raised the children in, in bondage making them think that they were born to be hewers of wood and drawers of water. And before long Van in prayer, van in reading. As time went on, we lost the knowledge of self. We lost our name, our culture, our religion, our moral ways, our folk ways, our norms, our God. We lost our minds. So, so this process. 64 years is, is a hidden history, and that's why on the old game shows, they used to have a $64 question. Later on, they had a $64,000 question. Why not 60? Why not 65? Why 64? And every time the show presented the answer, it was always a little-known, mysterious fact to win the money. Why did they do it? It's because it's a 64-year window of time that is a little-known part of history where they broke us down and made us into slaves. So 1555, 400 years puts us at 1955. 1955 is our out date. That's our release date. That is the time that we will be freed from this 2,000 by 3,000 mile prison called the United States of America, but not in land, in mind. Something happened in 1955. It was in 1955 that a man named Louis Walcott became Louis X, now Louis Farrakhan, came into the nation. All praise is due to Allah. It is that time. Yes, it is. 
We say it and don't care who don't like it. Farrakhan is Jesus. And we can prove it in no limit of time. We were blind, but now we see. We were deaf, but now we hear. We were lame, but now we walk with purpose. We were dead, but we've been resurrected from the dead. We've got to get this spooky concept of Jesus and his work out of our mind. Jesus did not walk around performing magic shows. That's not the methodology that Jesus transformed human life and healed people. Jesus spoke on 200 subjects. He made 1,900 different statements. He put his disciples on 40 missions. He gave out 41 commandments, and he told the people 41 things about himself. And do you know out of the 40 miracles that he performed, None of them were performed except for two, quote, unquote, where he actually touched somebody. Yeah, that's just two. Quote, unquote, is really one. And that was uh, Peter's brother. But one time he met a man, and they give this credit for him touching someone and healing him, he met a man that is called the blind man. When Jesus met this man that is called blind, he asked the man, how do you see men? Well, wait a minute. If you're blind, why would you ask somebody, how do you see, see men? If you're blind, you don't see men, women, you don't see nothing. But the blind man didn't answer and say, why would you ask me something like that? I'm blind. I don't see anything. He said, I see men as trees. What this means is there wasn't something wrong with his two eyes. But it was something wrong with his third eye. There was nothing wrong with his physical eyes. There was something wrong with his mind's eye. It was nothing wrong with his perceptibility, but it was something wrong with his perception. So it says Jesus put some spittle on his eyes. Spittle is the white foam that develops in your mouth whenever you are teaching a lecture. And after the spitter was put on the man's eyes, he said, how now do you see men? He said, I see men as they are. It wasn't spit. It was a word. Same as it was for us whenever we met the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, if we were interviewed and asked, how do you see the white man? I see the white man as a tree. What is a tree compared to a man? A tree is bigger than a man. But whenever we learn who is the original man, the original man is the Asiatic black man, the maker, the owner, 
the cream of the planet Earth, God of the universe, who is the colored man. The colored man is the Caucasian white man or Yakub's grafted devil, the skunk of the planet Earth. Then whenever they ask after that, how now do you see the white man? Oh, I see the white man as he is. Oh, praise is due to Allah. In the monumental book, Our Savior Has Arrived, on page 94, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad says, I'm paraphrasing, he, is at, he says, little did they know as they cried out for the ship Jesus to take them back home when they first came, that it would be 400 years before that ship Jesus would come to carry them back home. The ship Jesus is not made of brick or board or nails. The ship Jesus is not a boat in the water, it's a man. And when he talked about the, the minister, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, he said that he would get us safely across the lake on his shoulders. Well, what do you use a ship for? You use the ship to get you safely across a body of water. Well, if the man is going to get us safely across the lake on his shoulders, he is that ship named Jesus. All praises are due to Allah. All praises due to Allah. All praises due to Allah. So it says that after we do our time, after we serve our sentence, our release date, and then we're coming out having great substance. The word for substance in Sanskrit is padartha, which means the how-to. Yeah, yeah, everybody got quiet on it. So if substance means the how-to, it's more of a verb than it is a noun. It's more of a process than it is a product. So when the God comes, he doesn't come to do it all for us. He comes to give us knowledge, wisdom, understanding, a mathematical theology that we can use that mathematical theology in the proper terms to secure some benefit for ourselves while we are alive. Master Father Muhammad did not say, I'm going to sit you in heaven. He said, sit yourself in heaven at once. All praises are due to Allah. There is no mystery God. There's a, a verse in the Bible in the book of Joshua 1 and 8. I wish Reverend would use this sometime. It says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, 
but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Listen to this. That thou mayest observeth to do according to all that is written therein, and thou shalt make thy way prospereth, and then thou shalt have a good success. We are not to wait around for the God to do it. We are to take the word that God gave us and put it into practice. So there's a how-to. Then there's two specific types of how-to that are mentioned in this promise made to Abraham of God coming to a people that were slaves for 400 years that he was going to give them. First, and thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace. Meaning, I'm going to give you a how-to, a method, a means, a program, a process that will return us back into being what we were before we were kidnapped and made slaves. Well, we don't have time to go into all of it, but simple mathematics, that any time that you want to return something back to its original form, it's a three-step process. Number one, you have to have a prototype. Number two, you have to have a process. And number three, you have to have proof that the process works to make a duplicate of the prototype. We don't have time to break it all down, but if you were trying to restore a historic home or an antique or a classic automobile, the first thing you want to do is know what it looked like when it first was manufactured. Then after that, employ a process to produce proof that matches the item to make it look like what it did when it first came off the assembly line or built by the architect. Question is, what did the original man and woman look like? before we fell from power and success 400 years ago? What did we look like before Yaqub did what he did 6,000 years ago? What did we look like before 50,000 years ago when our father went into the jungle of Africa? What did we look like before 66 trillion years ago? When the God of moon blew the planet up and sent out a part and caused us to fall absent the knowledge of God. And when you go back, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said, beyond the 66 trillion, up around that 78 trillion year mark, the original people were God. All praise is due to Allah. So the prototype is God. The process is Islam, as taught by the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And the proof that the process works to manufacture us into the prototype is a man by the name of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and a man by the name of the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. They are proof positive that the process works to make us like the prototype. Once again, we're going back to our fathers in peace. Number two, it says, and thou shalt be buried in a good old age. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad 
said that food keeps us here and food takes us away. So if food keeps us here and food takes us away, then there has to be a padatha or a how to eat to live in order for us to be buried at a good old age. Y'all got it. So I'm saying today that you don't need any program, any doctor, any health guru. You don't need to read and study nothing of the nutritional madness of the white man's world. All you need to have in your possession is these two books, How to Eat to Live, book one, and How to Eat to Live, book two. These are the definitive textbooks on nutrition. This is the owner's manual. This is the age reversing, disease preventing, life and life more abundantly handbook from God given to the most honorable Elijah Muhammad for the original people of the planet Earth. You don't need nothing else. Thank you for listening. I greet you. Here lies the diet of God. Y'all right. Now what's so interesting about these books, notice that these two books start off in a way that no other book on nutrition has ever started. Have you noticed that every book you read always has title, Arthur, title, Arthur, forward by. That's about you. But none of these books on teaching the science of life or the science of eating start off like these two books. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad put in bold black letters at the very top of the books, how to eat to live from God in person. Master Farid Muhammad. No other book on earth can start like that and even tries to say it's from God in person. Now, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad didn't just make bold claims, nor does his chief helper, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, just make bold claims. They challenge the scholarship of the world to prove what they say to be a falsehood. The Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, once he said that if you can prove what I teach to be a lie, I will give you $10,000 out of my brother's vest pocket. At another time in the Theology of Time lecture series, he said that I will give you $20,000 an hour to just come and contend with me. And didn't nobody cash in. 
Where were the gurus at? Where was the pope at? Where was the sheikhs and the bullahs at? If what he's teaching is not the truth, challenge it and accept it. Then the most honorable Elijah Muhammad upped it a little bit. He said, I'll tell you what, I'll give you $10,000 per word. Do you know that when you mathematically compute how to eat to live book one and two, there are 113,750 words? Message to the black man has 110,500 words. The fall of America has 83,525 words. Our Savior has arrived, has 70,850 words. If what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught about God being a man, about Yaqub and the origin of the white race, about the mother wheel that exists and 1,500 bomber planes, about how to eat to live. If it was untrue, you could have cashed in on $3,786,250,000, but didn't nobody cash in? Because you can't prove it to be alive. All praise is due to Allah. In this age reversing, disease preventing, life and life more abundantly, divine handbook from God to the original people of the planet called How to Eat to Live. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad on page one of book one says this, there is no way there's what? No way. no way. Words matter. So teaches the Honorable Minister Louis Farcon, words matter. No way means unworkable, inaccessible, futile, hopeless, inconceivable, and unsurmountable. There is no way for us to learn the right way to eat, to live a long life, except through the guidance and teachings of Allah who came in the person of Master Fahd Muhammad. No way. All praise is due to Allah. Long life. Question is, what, what is long life? The Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, according to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, in a message titled, God's Healing Power, that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad has taught us that Allah has always intended long life for the righteous. What does long life look like? The Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and how to eat to live say that this body was created by Allah to live or last a thousand years. I got three people that agree with me. Lord have mercy. Only four people. A thousand years. Do you know? That from Adam 
to Noah, they wasn't dying at 62 and 63. They weren't dying at 74, 75. Do you know the most honorable large mama said it takes 75 years just to learn how to live? And most of us are leaving before we even learn. But according to the Bible, Adam lived to be 930. Seth lived to be 912. Enos lived to be 905. Canaan lived to be 910. Mahalalu lived to be 895. Jareth lived to be 960. I, know, I don't know if that's the white race said the name. I don't know for sure. I'm in public school system. I only, I only speak two languages right now. And one of them, I'm only proficient in one. I speak English and Ebonics. And I'm, okay, y'all, y'all understand what I'm saying. Jareth was 962. Enoch was 365. Well, he said he walked with God and went to heaven. We did just a whole nother lecture for another time. Methuselah, 969. Lamech, 777. And Noah lived to be 950. This means, sisters and brothers, that the average life expectancy from Adam to Noah was 912 years. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad on page 18 of How to Eat to Live, book one, says that Noah and Methuselah ate the best foods about twice a week. Two meals a week of the best foods. Now, according to the dietary rule from Adam to Noah, they had accepted the command from God where they were only going to eat every herb-bearing seed as meat, meaning they were vegetarians. So here, Noah and Methuselah are vegetarians that only eat two meals a week. But after the flood, people start eating meat. I can't say it for sure, but they, it sounds like a little breakfast that got involved, too. I'm not, I'm not for sure on that. I'm not for sure on that, but just off these stats, it looked like some lunch had jumped into the equation, too. I can't prove it, but I'm just saying. Mathematically speaking, because Shem, he, 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 he jumped all the way from, from Noah to just hitting 600. That sounds crazy to say just 600, don't you? Our foxod made up for it. He got to 903. Salah, 433 years of age. Eber, 464. Pilar was 234. Ru was 239. Saruk was 230. You see, it's getting lower and lower. 
Nahon was 148. Abraham made it to 175. So the time between Noah and Abraham, the life expectancy was reduced from 912 to 317. Still hadn't started eating no pork. No hog was on the plate. But just, y'all understand what I'm saying? So how to eat to live is not only books that teach us how to eat to live and how long, but it also teaches us how to eat to live and how well do you want to live. Listen to the great master teacher, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, on page 53 of How to Eat to Live. He asks a question. He says, how to eat to live? Allah God said to me in the person of Master Fard Muhammad, to whom praise is due forever, that we who believe in him as our God and Savior should eat but one meal a day once every 24 hours. That we who believe in him as our God and as our Savior. So part of the litmus test and criterion to determine how much we believe in him as God and Savior is how well are we obedient to this one meal every 24 hours. Okay, now y'all really mad at me. It's okay. Eat nothing between meals. Not even candy, fruit, or anything which would start the stomach digestive processes. In this way, our eating of the proper foods and drink at the proper time would extend our life to 140 years. This would protect us from sickness. He said, if we would start our infants eating one meal a day as soon as they are able to partake of solid foods, it would enable them to live to an age of 240 years. I then asked him, how about eating once every 48 hours? He said to me, you would be ill only one day out of four or five years. Surely we need a disease-preventing system of living with all this madness that's going on. Fluoride in the water, chemtrails above our head, in the midst of a pestilence from heaven called COVID-19. Mix that in with them putting estrogen inside of the meat, poison inside of the, the food, devitalizing the earth's soil. Surely we need a formula to guard against illness and disease. I asked him, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad talking, what was the cure for that one day of illness every four or five years? He said, fast three days and you will be all right. I asked him, what about eating one meal every three days? He said, you will never be sick if you eat once every 72 hours. This is about two meals every six days which would extend our lives to a span of 1,000 years. 
For there is no poison from the previous meal three days ago which has enough power to do you any harm. The fast destroys the accumulation of the food poison. All praise is due to Allah for the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. During the time of these long livers, you'll notice that there was something missing in the environment where they live long that's present in our environment. You can read all of the translations of the Bible or the Quran you want, and you'll never see anything about McDevils in there. There was no murder kings around. No taco hells. No white casket. No sick filet. No seeing Tucky fried chicken. No trap houses, AKA Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid. No, no trap. That's what they are, they trap houses. I mean, you can leave with some hand sanitizer and a candy bar, but it's still selling dope. That's all they do is sell dope. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad said, fasting is a greater cure for all of our ills, both physical and mental, than all of the pills of this world put into one bottle or a billion bottles. You don't need the medicine from the enemy. We need the formula from God. All praises are due to Allah. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan teaches us that when Master Fahd Muhammad came among us, he emptied the medicine cabinet of the believers and threw the pills in the garbage and pointed the believer to the kitchen. He goes on to say the minister in the same message, God's healing power, he says this finely tuned magnificent creation is its own hospital. We can cure this body of any ill that it has. Listen how, listen, boy, the minister, this is the most beautiful teacher that the world has ever seen walk the face of this planet Earth. L listen, listen to the way he breaks this down. We can cure this body of any ill that it has if the person inside the body knows how to connect with the being that created it and then makes his, up, up his or her mind to live according to the law of life that sustains this body. So it's obedience to the dietary law that God gave us that ultimately allows us to be healed. Again, Noah and Methuselah, not only did they eat approximately twice a week, but they also, according to page 18 of How to Eat to Live, they ate the best foods. Do you all ever remember the saying, you are what you, we've heard, we've heard. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, the time and what must be done, he verified it. He said, yes, you are what you eat and even more what you think. 
So mathematically speaking, we are made up of what we put in our mind and what we put in our mouth. What we put in both places mixes together and becomes who we're going to be. The food that we eat will affect what we're going to become. The scientists of this world, they they call this uh, nutrigenomics, which is the study of how individual genetic makeups interacts with diet. How it can, what you eat can either turn off or tone on, turn on a gene or modify a gene. Food is that powerful. They found through nutrigenomics that they can take the same horse from the same family with the same genetic predisposition. And one, they can let roam freely and just eat hay. And the other, they can take and regulate its affairs and train it and feed it to become a racehorse. And if they take the one from the same bloodline and discipline the diet, put it on a controlled schedule, don't let it eat just regular hay, but whole oats, corn, barley, beans, and sunflower seeds, then that horse will be able to be bigger, stronger, and and more agile than the other horse coming from the same family. Same DNA, but fed in a way that it activates the gene, that enhances the gene that makes the horse more powerful that it can race. They found in nutrigenomics that the only difference between a female bee and the queen bee is that the one that they decided to make the queen while she was in the larva stage was fed in her development something called royal jelly. And by feeding the the queen bee at the larva stage royal jelly, the queen bee grew to be three to four times the size, lives longer, and is smarter than the rest of the other bees. Not because the queen bee was born different, but because the queen bee was fed different. I wonder what would happen if the queen of the planet Earth began following how to eat to live. Oh, praise is due to Allah. They found in nutrigenomics in the 30s and 40s there was a man by the name of Dr. Pottinger. He did an experiment with over 900 cats over a 10-year period of time. Some of the cats he fed in accord with their nature, which was fresh milk and raw meat. That's their nature. Other cats he fed outside of their nature with cat food, processed food, or cooked meat and evaporated milk. The first generation of those cats that were fed abstract to their own nature had decreased coordination. Have you ever heard cats always land on their feet? Oh, it's almost true. We used to, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm confessing. Before Islam, we didn't, you know, you don't see everything as sacred. After Islam, you start seeing everything as sacred. Because it is a creation of Allah. But before Islam, we should just take gas and just throw them out the window. 
That landed on his feet. Legs broke, but he landed on his feet. But after feeding the cats, the first generation outside of their nature, their coordination was decreased. Their activity decreased. They slept more, became lazy. They began to develop dental problems, hyperactivity, impaired balance, poor self-defense skills, and their fur became dull. Sounds anything like a Negro, it's not a coincidence. Second generation feeding them out of their nature. Same problems as the first generation with new ones added to it. They now had less muscle mass, smaller skulls, smaller brains, lower bone calcium, and then they began to engage in sexual perversity and reverse sexual characteristics. The male cats start acting like female cats. The female cats start acting like male cats. This is from diet. And before long, they started trying the females, tried to be with the female, male tried to be with the male. This is from diet, not genetics. Third generation, all those problems existed in addition to that, they had sinus problems. Skull became flat, less intelligent. Bone calcium was down to 3%, making it easy to break bones. They were always tired, had asthma and allergies, and began suffering from stillborns and miscarriages. There is and there was no fourth generation. At that point, they stopped reproducing. Tell me that you don't see all of these conditions taking place in the black community right now. We've become the Pottinger people, grafted by way of an improper diet, the diet of the devil. We've got to reverse it. And the only way we can is we got to adopt the diet of God. Well, question is, what is the diet of the original people? What is the diet of God? I said, well, we are a people of soul, right? So naturally, I said, well, let's, you know, all the nationalities, they have different cuisines that they consider theirs, so. So let me, let me just pull up on social media, hashtag soul food. Now, since soul is the essence of God deposited in a human being, then you, we should have seen some Bible verses and some Quran verses. But when we looked up the hashtag soul food, pork chops, greens with the foot sticking out, Chitlins, cornbread, sweet potatoes with the mushrooms, I mean, uh, with, the, with the marshmallows on top, full of gelatin, which is the pus of a pig inside the marshmallow. Brothers and sisters, that's not soul food. That's slave food. 
That is a first-class plantation plate. This is what the enemy made us eat because they knew that the food we eat today will produce the person we'd become tomorrow. So if they fed us pork then to make us into a slave later, question is, what do we have to eat now to make us into a god tomorrow? We've got the formula. We got the formula from the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. They made us eat on the plantation. Swine was the staple. You remember in the movie Roots, Kunta Kinte, that whenever they came, they wanted to make, make, make him eat pork. He wouldn't eat it. Some of our ancestors were so strong against violation of the original code of ethics we had before we were brought to America that they used to have to knock out all the front teeth of a slave and then shove a funnel in their mouth and force swine in liquid form down the funnel to make sure that they ate it. Why did the slave master work so hard to put swine into our systems? It's because they know that you and I are what you eat. This pig, this hog, this swine is so dangerous and counter good health that in the Bible, in Leviticus 11 and 7 and Deuteronomy 14 and 8, God says, don't eat the swine flesh nor even touch its dead carcass. Because even touching the pig's flesh, the microscopic maggots called trichina worms, they're so small that they can integrate through the pores of the skin, go into the veins and the arteries, get inside the veins and the arteries, work their way up the spine, into the brain, eat the brain cells and eat the tissue of the eye. So don't even touch it. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad says in How to Eat to Live that it's even a sin to intentionally inhale hog smoke. You ever go past a barbecue spot, you'll notice that the smoke from the barbecue place is a little different than the smoke from everywhere else. Smoke from the chicken restaurant, it goes up and fades away. Is that right? Smoke from the fish restaurant, it goes up, fades away. But when you come around the barbecue spot, you got to roll your windows up, turn your air conditioning off, hold your breath, because just driving through it, it just, the, the hog small will climb out into the radiator, get out into the car, and, and you know I'm telling the truth. Why is the hog smoke go up and still come down while all the other smoke goes away? It's because these microscopic maggots, trachina worms, can ball themselves up into a protective shell, one-tenth of their size, and even survive in the smoke. The Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that the pig has 999 poison germs in it. He said it has so much poison that a snake with venom can bite it 
and the venom won't kill the snake, but the pig will turn around and eat the snake. The pig is so filthy that it has a built-in sewer system in its front legs where pus and poison drips out. So when you get that pig foot or you get that pork and you say it's sticky, it ain't barbecue sauce. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad said that it is a grafted animal made of a cat, a rat, and a dog. Well, wait a minute. If you are what you eat, the cat, rat, and the dog, these are all natural enemies of one another. The dog chases the cat. The cat chases the rat. So in the nature of the hog is a, is a self-conflicted animal. Well, what happens to us when we become hog eaters? We become a self-conflicted people, always turning on one another. Pork. Pork. Public enemy number one, we got to get it off the table. The slave was made to eat swine yesterday so that their tomorrow would produce a slave. But what do we need to eat today that will aid and assist us into becoming a God we're born to be tomorrow? The Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad says, virtually all fruits are good, most vegetables, and he names a few that we should not eat. He mentions cauliflower as a very, very fine vegetable. He said we should eat whole wheat bread and we should eat pure milk. And if we buy it from the dairy farmer, no matter what the dairy farmer calls it as raw, organic, pure, whatever they say, he said we should still boil it and then chill it to drink. And then he added something to the list of what it takes in the diet of God. It's the superfood of all superfoods. There was a time whenever the, the prophet Daniel was in prison, according to the book of Daniel, chapter 1 and 11. And while he was in prison, the king had made a rule that everyone in the jail had to eat what was called the king's meat and wine. And Daniel said that he refused. I'm not eating no pork chops. I don't want no king's meat. And the guard said, well, if you don't eat it and, you, and he comes and checks and you all don't look like the rest of the young men here, then, then he will take my head. So Daniel made a deal. He said, you can give the ones that wanted the king's meat for 10 days, but for me and my Nation of Islam study group. What? He had a... It wasn't a lot of soldiers with him yet. He had Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, better known as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but while he had it in his study group. He said, all we want is pulse and water for 10 days. After the trial run was done, 
and those that ate the king's meat versus Daniel and his study group. When they came to analyze them, they said that Daniel and his crew looked healthier, their skin was brighter, their health, their face was healthier, and they looked like they had more vitality than the rest of the group. So they bowed and let them continue to eat it. Do you know, sisters and brothers, that the word pulse is an ancient term for the small navy bean? All praise is due to Allah. It is the superfood of all superfoods. This navy bean, and I thank Allah for my brother Tariq Muhammad, a biomedical scientist of ours, that sent me some facts, some evidence. Can I tell you just a real quick self-development secret? Whatever God says to do, that we're struggling with doing, study it and find more evidence on the benefits of doing it. And whatever God says do not do that we are still tempted by, study the consequences of it. And the more you learn about the reward and the benefit, the easier it is to do a hard good. And the more we learn about the consequences and repercussions, the, the, the easier it is to resist a, a, a bad thing that we might even like. It's something about knowledge. It's something about evidence on a particular thing that gives your mind a little more power. It's, it's, your, your why power begins to strengthen your willpower. The more evidence, the more why you have in your system. So when he sent this evidence, I said, we well, got to share this today. Y'all all right? He said and showed that the reason that they call it the Navy bean is because it was used as a staple in the U.S. Navy during World War II when they were dropping nuclear and atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, they used the Navy bean to protect them from radiation. The soldiers consumed the Navy bean because it had the ability to protect them from radiation because of its pure form of iron that's found in the Navy bean. When you go to the dentist or the orthodontist to get an x-ray on your teeth, the assistant always will lay a jacket on you. Inside the jacket, it's infused with lead. The lead in the jacket is designed to protect you from the intense radiation that they're using during the x-ray. Well, the iron that's found in the navy bean is not, it's, it's made by God put in the navy bean as a method to protect us from the radiation of the planet. The navy bean also contains all nine essential amino acids. Essential meaning they must be obtained through proper nutrition and are not naturally produced in the human body. Some of these amino acids are tryptophan, which is used by the body to make melatonin and serotonin, which controls sleep, mood, and other things. 
Another amino acid is lysine, which is needed for the body to produce collagen, the substance that make up our gums, our lips, and health of skin. In addition to the main vitamins and minerals present in the bean, it also contains fibers and carbohydrates that keep away disease. The biggest health concerns in the black community are what is labeled as foodborne diseases, heart disease, and diabetes. In fact, 40% of all the deaths from the coronavirus were diabetics. And you know the most honorable Elijah Muhammad warned us about sugar. He warned us about keeping white stuff out of our mouth. White sugar, white flour, white potatoes, white pasta, white girls, white boy. Keep white stuff out your mouth if you want to be healthy. Okay, back to the navy bean. The dietary fibers in the navy bean produce an environment in the human body that keeps things in line. With diabetes, the dietary fibers in the navy bean provide a low glycemic index for the body, making it slower to raise blood sugar. With it being slower to raise blood sugar, it can help rehabilitate the pancreas' ability to regulate blood sugar and the same for high blood pressure and cholesterol. This the Navy bean. Dear brothers and sisters, this is the diet of God. This is the age reversing, disease preventing. This is that handbook that is designed by God, given to the most honorable Elijah Muhammad to help us attain perfect health as the original people of the planet. I thank you so much that our President Moss Maryam, I thank the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, I thank all of you in the viewing audience. Thank you for sharing space and time with us this morning. I want to close with this quote from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan to let you know that no matter how long and how bad we've been messing up, that we can, in fact, be redeemed. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan says this, whatever illness you have, I have or we have, if we put our faith and our trust in Allah and act in accord with his will, you can be healed of any disease. There is no sickness Allah cannot heal. So you that have any afflictions, lift your heads. Don't you go out of here thinking this is the end. This is the beginning. You make up your mind. This beautiful body is the living house of the living God. Go from this place and make up your mind. I'll never put an ounce of squeal in this house of the living God ever again. Away with the cigarettes. Away with alcohol. Away with grease and grime. Filthy food. Away with fat. When you look at that fat on yourself, you're looking at a Satan that is robbing you of life. Get rid of it intelligently through proper diet. I recommend everyone get the book by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, How to Eat to Live, and then get some exercise. 
every day. We are not taking your vaccine. This is our two-shot vaccine. How to Eat to Live, book one and book two. We don't need Johnson and Johnson. We already got Muhammad and Muhammad. We don't need Moderna and Pfizer. We already got Master Farad. Thank you for listening. I greet you in peace. Assalamu alaikum. All praise is due to Allah. I know you enjoyed that because I know I enjoyed that. And I know you got some takeaways and you got some things that you would like to share that you've uh, gleaned from that lecture. Uh, for many of us, it's a great reminder. For some of us, this may have been the first time you've been introduced uh, to this information. Um, but please, if you have any takeaways, please raise your hand if you're on the premium side. Um, if you're not, or if you're not able or in a position or comfortable bringing yourself up yourself to share your takeaways, please share your takeaways in the power call testimonial section. If uh, you would like to, um, as always, uh, join the power call app, www.powercall.net. If you would like to visit your local Muhammad Masa study group, www.noistudygroup.com, fill out the form. The location information will be provided to you by our sister. And when you do reach out, which again, today is Friday, so a study group, self-improvement study group. So come on out. Um, and if you can't make it, come on out on Sunday as well in the local listing of the time in the area that's nearest to you as well and get exposed even further to these teachings. But without further ado, I want to make sure we get everyone's feedback who has feedback. Sister Yolanda, go ahead. Oh, before you do so, let me uh, make sure everyone can hear one second. Boom. All right, you can go ahead whenever you're ready. Oh, I got to make sure you can unmute. There you go. Now I'll try it again. I'm sorry. Assalamualaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Very, very, very great refresher. Very great refresher. Um, a point towards the end that stood out, one of the points that stood out to me is when Minister Nori went over uh, the force feeding of the slaves via the slave master by knocking out their front teeth and forcing them to intake pork in a liquid form. And the movie came to my mind, Django, because there was a slave that was, I guess, in a prison or whatever they want to call it, because maybe he was a bad slave and he did something, so he was isolated. And they had this silver plate over his mouth. And it was something they was trying to feed him, but he wouldn't eat it. And that just came to my mind, the uh, scene of that when Minister Nori mentioned that. And it also, another point that Minister uh, Nori mentioned was the trachea worm. How I never, I didn't really quite understand to his fullest about if someone cooks pork in your home in your pots it was suggested that you should not reuse that pot now it's clearer to me because as he mentioned that trachea worm it's already a micro organism that we can't see without naked eye that's my understanding 
but then with the smoke it boiling up into one tenth of its own size so that it can protect itself I'm like dang wow and also the study that he did he mentioned about the uh the bee and the horses and as we I look at it I'm not in the horse racing but I see I used to horseback ride for a little while and the strength and the definition of the muscles in the horse and all it is hey so I'm looking at I know I can't as a female just eat hay and keep myself to the uh, fit as a horse does, even though we have a different shape. But nevertheless, the plant-basedness of that horse's diet, which I can uh, consume. I, I never say I'm a vegetarian because nowadays being a vegetarian, well, vegan, that's what they say. That vegan word is so much soy in vegan food. If you're not going to eat meat, just don't eat meat. I mean, just stay plant-based and eat as much vegetables as you can is my suggestion. I can't tell anybody what to do, but as it is written in How to Eat Today Book 1 and 2, which I have mailed some copies out to some peers of mine and associates. Like, I just buy them in here. Read this. You don't have to take my word, as Mr. Nori said. Go study it. And then the lineage that he went through, the average life expectancy was 920 years, starting from Adam to Noah. And then it dropped down to 317 years, the nine generations from Noah to Adam. Abraham, if I have that correctly, somebody I stand to be corrected. And I look at how we have been become, or me, at some point, I had become a slave to food because of the busyness of my schedule, not being able to cook the proper meals and going to these fast food restaurants, how it has lowered our life expectancy. I, I don't even know the uh, statistic of life expectancy right now, but nevertheless, in reading, um, I'll say it has arrived last night. I think it's page 118. It mentioned how, uh, was it Moses? One of the men lived to be 950 years old and they were still in a position that they could reproduce so this enemy has studied us like oh my gosh down to the T as they have patiently done and introduced things to society because they already know the lineage that could come from us Wow, if we were, just some of us, half of us would just study, even if you don't choose to be called a Muslim or in the nation of Islam, just get the information for yourself and stop uh, allowing these pharmaceutical companies to be so profitable. But then again, also, us being, trying to, you know, be on a good path to eat and clean, even in our supplements, if we're not careful in reading the fillers that are in our supplements, we can ingest pork, especially through those gel caps. So what I do is I get all vegetarian capsules. I don't get pills, I get capsules. 
because even if I can't swallow the capsules, and you got to be careful with the capsules because some of those capsules are made out of pork as well. So I thank Allah for the guidance and giving us the head of our class, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, in our MGT class and how we review it. one of our uh, courses of study is how to um, what is it? How to cook. But even in how to cook, reading the ingredients and what we intake is super important now. Because something that you used to get two, three, four, five years ago, if you read the ingredients, they're changing. Because I know a lot of oils, not cooking oils, but I use vitamin E oil in my body. Some of them have vitamin E oil blend now, and they add soybean oil in it. I'm just like, oh my God, as soon as I find something, y'all change it. Then I have to go search for another product. So I think I've spoken enough. I'm going to let somebody else have a turn. I thank you for allowing me to share. Have a blacktastic Friday and weekend. Assalamualaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Thank you, my sister. All praises due to Allah. Uh, yeah, you, 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 hit, you hit a couple of those points that, that definitely stuck out for me. Um, I put it in the comments as well about that life, uh, the average life of those from Adam to Noah was 912 years. And from Noah to Abraham, it dropped down to 317 years. And I like how Brother Student Minister Nuri said that it must have been some breakfast must have crept up in there and some lunch crept up in there because it dropped down so drastically. We're talking about almost 600-year drop, uh, which is amazing. And one other thing as well, then we'll come over to Sister Yasina, that um, the, most, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad brought out in How to Eat to Live about how the human body has a capacity to to live for up to a thousand years a thousand years i know many of us we don't want to live a thousand years under this rule of course but who who of us want to rush to get out of here and would like to be able to live for a thousand years that's just and then when you think about and you brought up about the life expectancy so you're seeing it dropped in, in there as well average expectancy in the u.s is 76 years and i was looking um, as well, um, there's some translations of the Bible in the book of Psalms chapter 90 where they speaks of how man will live uh, 70 or 80 years of age. So these things are in the scriptures as well about that drop of, of life expectancy. Um, and, and that's why it's so important as is brought up and reminded that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan brought up about how you are what you eat and even more what you think. So we that we have to guard against our thoughts. We also got to guard about what we put in our minds because they affect our thoughts as well. Sister Yasina, go ahead. Assalamualaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Sister Yolanda brought it up. How the Honorable Minister Lutfarkhan said that when the prophets got tired of living, and even the scientists, Sister Yolanda, when they got tired of living, they started eating, uh, just eating themselves to death in even the science of that is, as believers, that's something to, to think about. Uh, Sister Yolanda, t I mean, uh, Yolanda she touched on uh, some of what I was thinking. Uh, but just with that, just think about the beauty of Master Father Muhammad's comment that he not only came to teach us the knowledge of who are and reconnect us to Allah, but he came and brought us a dietary block that so that if 
follow it. We don't, you know, we're not looking at the white man with the Ozempic medic, uh, medication that's supposed to be for diabetics. And now people are injecting it into their bodies for weight loss and causing themselves harm. Long-term effects of what the white man is heightening. Uh, where they tell you one thing, but then, yes, it's more, uh, and this is just popped in my mind, Brother West is on freestyling. Um, but they tell you that it's for one thing, and they tell, they tell you for it's diabetics, but then they keep pushing it in the media, and by pushing it in the media, now you have women and also men who are taking something that should be to help diabetics, and now they're for their selfish reasons to lose weight and they're dropping weight at about 5 pounds a week, 10 pounds a week. And so they're, you know, jabbing themselves to an early grave in that way because they don't want to take the necessary steps to get rid of the weight that took them however long to put on. So, you know, the, this world always has easy weight out. But Master Father Muhammad gave us the best way now. Eating uh, to live and to come out of this world is eating one meal a day or eating one meal every two, three days to extend our life expectancy, go past the expectancy of the 76 years of living. Um, just following the dietary law. And really taking us an, an analysis of, how, of what we eat, even, even down to eat that one meal a day, but with that one meal a day, what does that meal consist of? Is it proper food or everything that we thought about eating, we just put it all into that one meal and make a, you know, a little smorgasbord of all the, you know, the donuts and the chicken wings and the, you know, you know how we do sometimes. And the other part of that is getting rid of that slave food. That's one of the biggest fights that we have among our people because, you know, you tell somebody, don't eat swine. And, you know, we good for, well, my, my, my grandmama lived to be 72 years old, but your grandmother had cataracts, high blood pressure, diabetes, heart and everything else all other ailments that they, that are gone undetected. So I, I go I go against my well I don't argue, but my family and I that's the, that's one of the things that I try to get across to them is that yeah grandmother may have lived but look at uh think about all the ailments and all the hardship that she had to go through because she didn't know the didn't know the proper and the last part is that we have to, you know, we talk about the spiritual food. We do have to look at what we, what we eat spiritually, what we take in, because those those little subliminal messages and stuff, whatever affects the mind affects the body. So we can have ailments, we can eat all day long, but you see on TV, on the news, where it means people... Who, are, who have very good dietary plant-based diets, some of them following, you know, the, 
the one meal a day, but because of the stress and the other things that are going on in their in their minds and in their home environment and job, they end up having cancer. They end up having this, and they're like, "Yeah, why? How I, I don't understand how I got it. It's not. A, it doesn't run in my family." But so, how did I get cancer? It's because of what's going on in the mind. So we have this. So it's a you know, it's there are different levels to this. As Sister Alexia so eloquently pointed out last night, there are different levels. It's not just a, a one-shot wonder. No, there are stages that we have to go through in order to reach that eventual perfection. As I'm Wa'alaikum salam. Yes, ma'am. All praise due to Allah. You, 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 you hit on some great points for sure. Um, and like I got two and a half pages of notes here and I'm like, so this is just like, we, this is like yesterday, I got to go back and listen to it again. You know, I listen to these lectures um, before I present them to the team to see if we're going to present them to the family. But, you know, every time you listen to these lectures, every time you read these books, every time you are exposed to these teachings, there is so much more that you can take from it. And it's all based on where you are in your life. Um, and I like how you brought up about those those different levels in, of development that you have to go through because we hear this information and yes we, we want to strive to correct our eating habits but we need to also be patient with ourselves I believe the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said as well that you know you 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 take it in stages in the sense and I'm paraphrasing where you know you if you're eating three times a day four times a day now cut it back one meal at a time and start watching your body and seeing how your body responds to it and what that makes me think about is those who go through like who are let's say um, addicted to alcohol and things like that if you just immediately shut it off you causing a lot of damage to yourself so we don't want to think that we can run a marathon just because we feel inspired and see someone running a marathon and we haven't trained ourselves and built up that ability to handle that we want to make sure we be patient with ourselves make make these changes over time continue to study continue to read continue to be patient with yourself as you make these changes because we have to understand that we are we have been in this state we were put in this state 468 years ago so it's going to take time to un to uncover and to peel off these layers of bondage and slavery and ignorance that has been placed on us and we have been conditioned to to understand it now one of the things that you spoke on on a, on a spot sister you seen it when we spoke on how culturally we, we eat so quote-unquote soul food and, and it made me think of a quote um, my brother Jay-Z where he said we took old food and made soul food so we, we took the scraps of what was given to us and as, as brother uh, student minister Nuri brought up we was force-fed um, the poorest part of the of animals, the poorest part of food, the poorest of everything, for on purpose. But then now we're so far removed from it, yet we still eat the same way that we ate when we when we was forced to do it. Um, so that really says a lot about what we call our culture, um, and, as well. So it's something to really think about. We we are many of us. And, and me included, because I'm still coming out of certain things culturally. We brought up them chicken wings. And, you know, you stepped on my toes a little bit. So you, you're seeing it. I appreciate you saying it because Lord knows them chicken wings be calling my name. But we continue to work on this thing every day um, and continue to get better every day. Uh, one thing that, that stood out as well for me um, was as brought out in um, the How to Eat to Live about the life expectancy when the honorable, uh, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad asked Master Father Muhammad about 
um, the life expectancy if we eat once a day, how it will um, have us to live up to 140 years old. And if we were to have our children, when they're able to take solid foods, be able to, and I, I, might, be, I might be misquoting, so I apologize if I am. Please correct me if I am. But he spoke on how if we had our children introduced to these this way of eating at an age when they're able to take solid foods, that they can live up to 240 years. Um, and many of us say, you know, we don't want um, our, our children. We should not be burying our children. Our children should be burying us. And we uh, can aid in that process by as quickly as possible being able to introduce these teachings to our children while they're young so that we don't stunt their growth in a real way, uh, not just in a spiritual way, which that is very important, but also in a physical way as well. Um, so that definitely stood out to me and, and understanding that um, the way to eliminate sickness is this dietary method. And um, Brother Student Minister uh, Nuri Muhammad spoke on that how to and how to that process that was given to us and how it, he went into the, uh, the key of teaching how you need a model, you need a process. And then you need a proof of that process or proof of that concept and how the model was God. The process is Islam, as taught by the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and the proof is in the example of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So we have been given these examples to show how to do. We've also been given the teachings and the guidance on how to do, and we know where our aim is. We know what the model, what the prototype is that we're striving to become, and we have the ability to do it as long as we submit. And as... Um, uh, Brother Nuri brought up as well how a part of our belief is how well we submit to eating one meal a day with nothing in between. Um, and and that, that really hits home as well because we can be doing our five prayers a day. We can be making all our meetings. We can be doing all of this. But are we doing everything? Are we fully submitting? Are we 99.9% .9 submitting or are we 100% submitting? So it's just something to think about. It's not Again, these teachings are not to make us feel guilty. It's not for us to be condemning ourselves or condemning one another that we may see that's, you know, may have not um, mastered this eating once a day or eating two times a week or, or fasting. Except we have a, a fast we do once a month coming up soon. So we want to make sure that, you know, we, we abide by that. These are these are ways that we train ourselves and be able to get more comfortable with doing these things because we have to get away with that. Um, that old way of thinking and getting rid of that old personality as the Bible brings out as well. Um, and one other thing that I bring up, and again, if you would like to share your comments on um, the call as well, please raise your hand because I know someone else got something else that they would like to say and that they learned as well. So I'm not going to hit all these points that I wrote down. Um, but when the uh, Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad challenged the so-called gurus and scholars of the day, uh, like when, he, when he brought up those numbers about ten thousand dollars per word and he said that if you were to add it all up three over three point seven eight six billion dollars worth of words that were told that if you feel as if this is not right or this this can't be this can be defeated go ahead and cash in and no one took that in you know so as, as money hungry as this world is you would have thought somebody would have tried to do it and no one can do it and no one will be able to do it so this is just even more evidence of why these teachings are the truth Reasons why we should study, reasons why we should continue to get this knowledge. And, and one of the things that he stated towards the end about the key to knowledge that when you want to, when you get something, or you, you're understanding these teachings 
and God has commanded you to do something, the better way to be able to develop it is to study and find more evidence of the benefits. And if you are wondering or figuring out how to do away with something that um, God has commanded us not to do, then we should study and get evidence of the consequences of not doing it. Because when doing so, it increases our why power and that why power increases our willpower. So once you know the benefits of doing what God commands us to do and you understand the consequences of, com of doing the things that God tells us not to do, it gives you more of a confidence on doing the right thing. And a lot of times we, we hear things and we can be believers and we can... We can just say, okay, it is. this is true, and I believe what is here, but if you really want to build that in with, within and not just be blindly following or be gullible, we want to make sure that we are secure in this knowledge as well. So we need to study. We need to make sure we get more evidence in that as well. Um, so if there are no one else that would like to share their comments, please utilize the Power Call Testimonial Space to be able to write your comments and takeaways that you have I see some of the comments on the on the Vimeo side brother said you I'm changing where I'm eating today uh, all praises due to Allah um, and, and, and it's eye-opening man and, and it is and it should be just like uh, at the beginning of the lecture how he gave the uh, example of the blind man with Jesus and how he said how do you see men and he said I see men as trees and he put that spittle and understanding the, the, the true revelation of what that spittle was and where with the real form where it forms and things like that and how his perception needed to be cleared up um, it's just it's so much in here you know and that's what it's for you know what I mean for us to be able to have the perception of this world removed from our eyesight uh, sister Yasina go ahead I just want to uh, employ us today stock up on haven't already stock up on those navy beans, navy beans, navy beans, navy beans, navy beans. Because the navy bean, that little bitty bean, is high in so many vitamins and nutrients, especially with those with this weather changing and all of that. That navy bean is critical for us to have in our surplus. It's it, it's it's Buy a navy bean before you buy cereal and cigarettes. I'm just saying. Um, and for the MGT, I'm so serious. For the MGT who took that how to cook class we had a few years ago, and and the way that it was broken, that navy bean was broken down to us. Because uh, that's what we learned. That a lot of us learned the history of how in the military how they the, how they used that navy bean to fight radiation. So, yes, the staple goods, the, the, go to noimoa.org and order your staple goods. The navy beans are $75. You get a 50-pound bag of navy beans. But it's critical for us to stock up and start eating. Stop eating to get out that habit of complaining about how, how much something costs because let Jay-Z Brought up Jay Z. Let Jay come have a concert. You ain't be worried about the tickets. Y'all buying the Beyonce Beehive tickets and sitting in the nosebleed section, but you worry, but you complaining about a dollar twenty-five bag of navy beans. Man, be for real. Y'all want the the sisters want you know you get them the heels and stuff, but we want the apple bottoms and all that. Goodbye. Um. <laughs> so, but. We got to get out of that mindset where when it comes to feeding our bodies what's best for us, that 
that we complain about what something costs with staple goods, what something costs this way. We go to the grocery store, but again, them them shoes that, that we find that's gonna mess up our womb at three and five inches that cost you hundred and twenty dollars, and every time you wear them, your ankle hurts. Um, you're not complaining about that. The brothers, y'all going to get that hair cut and then get that spray on y'all hair so y'all can look like y'all hairline, not uh, you know. Salam. Yes, ma'am. You, you, you hitting you hitting the nail on the head. I appreciate your comments for sure. Um, but yes, be, be sure to, you know, like I said, be, be patient with yourself. But yes, be mindful of what we are spending our money on because if, if we want to live long, then that should be more important than want to enjoy all of these pleasures of the world that are all temporary. Our life is temporary as well if we want it to be. I believe the uh, most honorable Elijah Muhammad said that there is no expiration date for the righteous but we can have control over that we can live as long as we want to live so if you want to live for a thousand years we have the remedy to do so if you don't want to live for a thousand years you have the power to stop it so we have to be aware of it um, we have to be conscious of it so definitely if there's no one else that would like to share again utilize the power call testimonial section again shout out to sister Alexi in the class that was held last night uh, the replay will be available soon if it's not already there within the, uh, the the premium side as well and as always I appreciate everybody tapping in for your power call this has been another electrifying week of the power call so tune in again next week Monday through Friday 
um, and as well continue to check your, your messages and your updates for the listings for next week as well if there's any changes anything like that just be aware of it um, and also if you would like to upgrade as always powercall.net um, utilize your Apple device or iPhone device with your browser if you're using an Android you can update within the app if you have any issues with your access feel free to reach out to the staff so that we can rectify and research what's going on so we can get that corrected and continue to be patient with us as we master and get this app um, smooth sailing and, and correct any issues there as well um, go ahead see Yolanda that is a great okay. question um, I don't know offhand but I will find out I will put that in I think we'll go ahead and make an announcement on that as well it, it may notify you um, or it will I'll say based off of when you did sign up it should renew on the same date um, that you did when you previously did um, or when you first signed up it should be that same billing cycle but I'll confirm uh, for that as well so we'll, we'll go ahead and pose that and we'll research and post that in the uh, in the app as well just so we're, everyone's on Thank the same you, sir. page yes ma'am and then someone brought up in the Vimeo side about the national fast. Yes, that's a fast that we do the first Thursday. Well, it starts the first Thursday of every month. It goes through Sunday. Um, you have your last meal, dinner time on um, Thursday. And then you will eat again uh, Thursday, excuse me, Sunday evening after sunset as well. So um, that anyone can participate in that. That is something that we do uh, amongst the nation. But anyone can fast. Fasting is the medicine. So you can fast whenever you please as well. So don't you know you don't have to wait until the national fast, but that's when all of us fast together um, as well during that time where you only drink water or coffee. Um, there is no no specific foods that you eat because you shouldn't be eating any foods if you're fasting on this particular fast. Uh, yes, it's Shalant tea um, as well. Um, so just be be conscious of that. And if you would like to participate, please do so. And again, be patient with yourself and strive to complete the three-day fast um, as well. Um, so like I said, that'll be coming up soon in October. Go ahead, Sister Melvin. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum uh, I have a question. I grew up on a farm, and <clears throat> the staple food that we ate on that farm was pork um, in, in all kinds of ways. We made lard. We ate that in everything. In biscuits we made, and potatoes we fried, and foods that we cooked, the great northern beans would you know, pig over in that, and string beans with pig in that. So, all my life, I grew up with eating that, and I um, I tried to cleanse my body with uh, colonics and um, cleanses every three years. And uh, I mean, I feel much better, and I did the. Um, Ramadan fast this year for the first time did the 30 days. I've never been able to do it before because I was taking medication for depression and I couldn't get off of it, blah, blah, blah. But it was, it was intermittent, but still I was taking the medication so I couldn't do the 30-day fast. So this year, like I said, it was the first time I did it. 
And, you know, during that fast, though, it brought up all kinds of stuff, you know. I felt, uh, you know, emotional, just stuff coming up from my past that I needed to look at. But back to my question. Is the fasting the best way um, to make sure that you get that trachina worm out of your system? I know when I go and get my, um, you know, my yearly checkups, all, all the categories come back clean. But I'm just um, curious about how do you um, get that? A trachina worm out of your system. Thank you. If anybody knows the answer to that, thank you so much. Assalamualaikum. salam. Thank you. That's a great question. And I wish, let's see, I wish Brother Young Khan Nadan was on, on the call because he gave us um, some information on that on a power call quite a few weeks ago, maybe a few months ago, on uh, walnut oil. Um, if you were to take that, and, and I think I'll go do the research on that and find where he spoke on it, and I'll reach out to him as well to be able to get that information. But if you take the walnut oil, that will give you a full flush. That will remove those parasites that you have from taking, excuse me, yeah, black walnut, yes, yes, ma'am. And you take that, and that will flush out those parasites, those worms and things as well. I actually just purchased me some. Um, a couple weeks ago, haven't taken it yet because I want to make sure I got all the circumstances and situations together so that I can be able to take care of that as well. Because you, uh, from what I understand, you want to go ahead and schedule that out. You know what I mean, so that you can be able to cleanse yourself. But um, yes, that fasting is a part of a way to clean um, yourself up and remove the the toxins and things in your body from eating the foods and detoxing. Yes, ma'am. Um, but you also, like I said, there's ways to be able to do that. And like I said, we'll, we'll also have that posted into the um, the app as well for everyone to get. Because I'm sure other people have that uh, question as well. Sister Yolanda, you wanted to comment on that? I get myself off of mute. We went over that in my city. Um, and then there was a video... And there really wasn't a concrete yes or no answer, but that black walnut did come up. And in the detoxing, I do, it's called CKLS, uh, colon, kidney, liver, spleen detox. And all you eat is uh, lightly steamed vegetables, no condiments, no salt, no nothing, no oils, no nothing, and fruit. So, it's, it's coming to me that, I mean, it's not really a way, and I stand to be corrected, to get it out, but if you don't even have, first of all, do we know we have it in us, is a question. Because my family's from the South, and they ate pork too, so I stopped eating pork like 20-something years ago, even before I came into the nation. It might be 30 years. But nevertheless, that is a great question, and I'm going to revisit that in my MGT class as well, when we go back to how to eat to live. I'm going to ask that question again or go through my notes, nevertheless. But the black walnut, you already hit on that, take that. But then again, like I said, be careful when you get in supplements, because they put a lot of fillers in. 
So you want to get as much as the pure product that you can. And it's going to be a little expensive. I'm going to tell you now. Not cheap. But I don't have a, a car that I put 93 gas in there, supposedly, and put 87 in it. So if I can put the gas in my car, I can put the gas in my bag. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Praise be to Allah. So, yes, we'll, like I said, we'll um, do some more research on that. So I'll reach out to Brother Young Condon because he did speak on that as well, um, on, on taking that. And you want to make sure that it is the, high, the, the highest concentration of that black walnut oil as well um, at its purest state um, as well. And we did get an answer back on the subscription. Um, Sister Guadisa stated that the subscription comes out automatically and three days prior there will be a reminder that will be sent out to you to let you know that it's coming up. So that is the answer for the uh, the, the subscription renewal that will happen as well. So I appreciate um, the team answering that so quickly. I appreciate you all. Um, but yes, Sister Melva, there, you know, yeah, as Sister Yolanda brought up as well, we have to be able to see, do we have it? But again, we want to make sure that the best thing to do is always just to, to continue to strive to get as clean and, and, and strive to eat to live as possible, as much as possible as well. And over time, as we continue to fast, as we continue to clean, clean ourselves up physically, um, these impurities will be removed from our system. Um, just as it's brought out, like, you know, the goal is, is to strive to eat, you know, once a day um, with nothing in between. So you can give your digestive system time to do its job, to to clean ourselves up, to use the nutrients that we, we need and then remove the waste and the toxins as well. And then as we continue to progress to go to every other day um, and then we work to that 72 hour point as well. And at that point, as the, uh, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad states in, in How to Eat to Live, that. Um, we we wouldn't get sick at all if we are at that point as those um, in that first uh, part where between Adam and Noah how they were living up to 900 or so years uh, where they weren't getting sick because of the way they're eating the best foods and then it's not eating as much food as we intake now as well. So just be mindful of all of that and again always be patient with yourself and continue to strive to improve in these areas. And Allah will continue to bless us if we continue to do our job um, and do what we're commanded to do um, and follow these teachings. So um, without that, if there's anybody else that had anything, please raise your hand. We still have time. There's no need. I'm not trying to rush anybody or anything like that, but um, I don't see any hands at the time. But these are great questions, and, I, and that's, that's what this is. It's a classroom. It's another level of the classroom um, that we're in, and it's good to ask these questions and to ask them amongst the family because everyone has a different knowledge base and different areas that they've been working on and being exposed to. So that's why it's each one teach one. We all can help each other. So that's why it's good to be able to come on camera, come on microphone so that we can share what we need help with as well. So I appreciate everybody. If it is no one else that has questions, um, as always, I appreciate you all coming to your Power Call. Um, if you would like to upgrade, www.powercall.net. If you have any issues, feel free to reach out um, to any other staff as well. And if you would like to visit your local Muhammad Mosque study group, again, um, today's Friday self improvement study group. Um, I'm not sure if I did, but again, that's stay on NOYstudygroup.com. Fill out the uh, information so that the location information can be provided to you so that you can make it out tonight or Sunday. 
for the public meeting as well. Check your uh, your local listings for that time. Um, uh, Sister Tamora does a great job of putting the flyers in the Telegram. We still have the Telegram available as well. So if you would like to see what the topic or what time is in certain areas, she has made available the information that she has. She drops that in the Telegram as well. Um, so just always find an opportunity to learn some more. This is this is a forever process. We you know we, we did, God has Allah has unlimited knowledge for us so we can never say we have it all um so let's continue to strive to improve and expand our our knowledge base in these teachings and continue to be exposed to these teachings again shout out to sister alexia for the class that was held last night if you were able to make it to the class please share your takeaways and feedback from the class in the power card testimonials as well so others can see what you learned and took away and how you enjoyed it um, and the same thing with the lecture today. If you would like to share your takeaways, please drop them there as well. Um, and as always, it's been a pleasure this week. Have a blacktastic day and a blacktastic weekend. And may Allah continue to bless us with the light of understanding. Uh, inshallah, we'll see each other next week. Assalamu alaikum.